Hello and good morning. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from The Catholic Journey. I'm so happy to be back with you. It's been some time since I've uh, connected with you. COVID, as you know, um, especially in your life, probably has taken over your life in many ways, and it has mine as well. Um, lots of things have happened since I've uh, connected with you last. Um, we, Liz and I have moved. We're not in the Sacramento um, uh, metropolitan area anymore. We've moved out into the country and we're closer to uh, Marysville uh, now. And uh, and I've been waiting to be reassigned to a new parish. And I just received notification from the bishop um, just a few days ago that I have been reassigned to St. Joseph's Parish in Marysville, California. And I was to start uh, ministering this uh, weekend there. Um, and I was so excited, um, for a variety of reasons, but one in particular is, um, that, that parish has a very special meaning to me. That was the parish that I was raised in, that I went to a Sunday mass week in and week out with my parents and with my five brothers. Um, great memories there. It's, uh, you know, really attached to my childhood. It's also the same, uh, parish that, uh, when I met my wife, Liz, and we started dating, she started going to the RCIA classes and she became Catholic at that parish. It's the same parish that Liz and I were married in. And it's the same parish that, uh, all of our children, uh, received, uh, the sacrament of baptism. Uh, very special for us. We've been away from Marysville for 28 years. I think many of you who know me and Liz uh, know that we've had uh, just this uh, kind of varied journey, uh, starting out in Marysville, down to San Diego for a while, um, and then from San Diego back all the way up to Redding, California for many years, raised our children. We then set off and went to uh, Guatemala as missionaries, and after that, we went to Idaho for a few uh, years and made our way back to California, and this been full circle of 28 years from the time we left Marysville to back at Marysville. And so excited to now have an assignment and to be at St. Joseph's Parish, although I haven't met the parishioners yet. And um, and I look forward to uh, reuniting with some of those uh, long-term families who have been there for some time and then also uh, meeting some new friends and to uh, build our Catholic family. It's such a uh, blessing uh, to be a Catholic clergy. And when you move, you can be assigned to a parish. And then when you're assigned to a parish, you are assigned to a new family. And uh, people are just so wonderful. They invite you into their lives. And it's just a matter of a few days and weeks and you um, are embraced with a new family and such a, a loving embrace. And, and I really look forward to that. Well, gosh, we had this thunderstorm uh, here in California, and I guess there was about, um, gosh, over 12,000 lightning strikes over the two days, and uh, that ignited um, over 500 fires. California is on fire, and uh, so, so many things have been canceled, and that really affects our church. You know, our church has been going through just this uh, assault of attacks. Um, it, you know, in many different ways that you're aware of, but, you know, most recently this year, uh, with the coronavirus and shutting down masses, in-person masses and keeping people away from the Eucharist is just, uh, uh, just absurd to me in so many ways. I understand the health consequences of why, but for so many people, uh, receiving the Eucharist in their faith is essential. But anyway, um, 
anyway, that's happened and you're aware of that. And so not too long ago, we uh, had a plan that we were doing outside masses. Uh, it's been proven that uh, you're much healthier with this virus to be outside. It doesn't live as long outside. It's harder to contract when you're outside. So at least we were moving in the right direction of offering Sunday masses um, and even daily masses on outside of the parish. Um, and then here we come with all these lightning strikes and fires and smoke filled air. Our Bishop came out and, and said that we need to cancel the outside mass this weekend. So here we are again with no masses, uh, to be able to offer in person for the parishioners. It's very sad for me. Um, that, uh, that it's postponed again. I'm praying that we have, uh, you know, some resolution of these fires. Um, I'm hoping that maybe uh, God could send some rain down, <laughs> put these fires out, and then we can get back to uh, really connecting with God in the special way that we do as Catholics. Um, I do want to share with you, though, since we're not going to be able to go to Mass today, I was hoping to, uh, to read just the Gospel uh, for you. It's very short. And then um, <clears throat> a homily or a reflection to share with you that maybe you could ponder uh, today um, in your uh, walk with Jesus. So let's start off with the uh, Gospel of Matthew, um, chapter 16, it's 13 through 20. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied to him and said, Blessed are you, Simon son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the neverworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosened in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Not many people are honest enough or brave enough to ask the question in today's gospel. Just think about you asking some friend or perhaps more courageously some enemy, who do you say that I am? What do people think of me? Or perhaps more importantly, asking of ourselves, who am I? I recently read a story about a doctor in a New York City hospital who makes time to attend Mass every day. When someone told him how impressed they were, he said he was not always so faithful. It was a patient who made him look at his life. He said he would do rounds every day with his students examining patients. As they entered the room, the patients would look intimidated and apprehensive except for one man, an Irish man in his sixties, who was very sick. He said the man would always greet them with, Hey guys, as if they were a bunch of teenagers. Sometimes the patient would make the students nervous, as one said, He seems to look right through us. 
The man grew worse. He was quickly deteriorating. The doctor went to see him alone, and the man opened his eyes with a grin and said, Well, took you long enough, like he had been expecting the doctor. The doctor did not say anything as he read the chart. Then the man shared with the doctor a single remark that was half a question and half something else. He asked with a smile, Who are you? The doctor first thought that because of the drugs that he did not recognize him. But as if sensing what the doctor was thinking, he said, Dr. Smith, who are you? The doctor started to say, Well, as you know, I am a doctor. And then he stopped cold. It was hard for him to describe or sort out what was going on in his head. All kinds of thoughts went through his mind, which all seemed true, and yet somehow less than true. Yes, I am this, but I am also that. But that is not the whole picture. The doctor's confusion must have shown because the man gave him a grin and closed his eyes. The doctor asked, Is there anything I can do for you? The man said, No, I'm just tired. He died a few hours later. The doctor could not get him or his question out of his mind. Who are you? For years he had trained as a physician and got lost in his profession. He realized that the man had taken away his degree, tossed it back to him and said, But who are you, really, beyond the degree? This story can do the same for us if we will allow it. With humility and honesty let us ask, Who are we beyond the facade, the front that we put up? Who are we beyond our job title, degree, or trade? So often we try to be like the people we see in the commercials, who are handsome or beautiful, well-dressed, smiling, smelling great, hair gleaming, homes comfortable, and the lives that are stress-free. There is no blemish. Lots of portrayed laughter and joy, and the good life abounds. But that is not real. That is not who we are. Who are we, truly, beyond all the externals? Who do people say that I am, is the question that Jesus asks in today's gospel. How we answer that question says a lot about us. Does Jesus have any effect on our day-to-day -day living, on the way we treat others, or the way we treat ourselves? There is a dangerous trap that many people fall into, and that is why we try to make Jesus into our own image and likeness. Yes, we humans often do this. Many of us have been found guilty in one way or another, trying to make Christ in our own image. We want Him to be like us. We want Jesus to be the kind of Savior that we want. <coughs> Sometimes we fail to realize that we do not call Jesus. He called us to follow Him. Yes, He has called you. Not only priests, deacons, or religious, but you in a very personal way. It was His cross that was signed on your forehead, and because of your baptism you are a disciple of Christ. The question that we should ask ourselves is, Are we living as a disciple? of Christ.
Christ is here with us now in a very special way. And someday, He will come in power and glory to place all creation at the feet of His Father. But today, He comes quietly, invisibly, and wherever you are, look for Him. In the preached word, in the host at Holy Communion time, look for Him inside of you. Look for Him at home on the faces of your dear ones. Look for Him especially on the faces of your loved ones, and especially in those that He told you to look for. In the hungry and the thirsty, the stranger and the naked, the sick and the imprisoned, and the drug addicted. In closing, I have just a few short questions for you to prayerfully ponder. If anyone is looking for Christ, will they find him in you? Or do they have to look for another? If Jesus were to ask you today, Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? What would be your answer? Well, I want to thank you for joining in on uh, this short reflection of our faith, of our relationship with Christ, who Christ is, and uh, maybe ponder uh, this uh, short story, homily reflection, and think about your relationship, your relationship with those around you, those relationships with strangers, those relationships of who God places in your path in life. May God bless you and may God always embrace you with his love, forgiveness, and grace. And if you're in the local area, I hope to see you soon at St. Joseph's Parish in Marysville, California. God bless and may God always keep you. Have a wonderful Sunday.